0: Getting ready for Thanksgiving and all the things that go with it, and we're just so excited. But uh, Grandma, Grandma was babysitting her grandson for the first time. Little boy, just this learning to talk, and uh, Grandma worked hard and fixed supper, and she put it on the table, and she asked him to pray. He said, No. She said, At Grandma's house, we pray and give thanks for the food. She said, Well, we pray, we don't eat. He said, well, if you made mashed potatoes, I'd pray. How can I give thanks for all this yucky stuff on my plate? You know, we're like that a lot. We're just like that. We don't always like what life puts on our plate. But I'm going to tell you today, I'm going to give you some reasons to be thankful. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I don't have any reason to be thankful. I'm going to give you five reasons to be thankful. And if you don't have anything else, I promise you, you have these five. And so you have a reason today to be thankful. Turn in your Bibles this morning to Psalms chapter 103. And uh, we're going to read just a little bit. We're going to read verse 1 through 13. And uh, we're just going to glean five little things uh, out of this. And uh, I, I trust will be a blessing to you today. Uh... Let's start in verse number 1. Psalm 103, verse 1. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that the, your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord's work works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, according in love. He will not always accuse... who fear Him. Can I get a big amen? So this, this week is Thanksgiving. We're going to gather with friends and family and we're going to eat and we're going to nap and we're going to watch football and we're going to watch World Cup. World Cup starts today. I gave my prediction in the office, Pastor Marcelo. USA and Brazil in the finals with USA winning by one. Pastor Marcelo said, That's the stupidest prediction i ever heard in my life. (laughs) Well, I don't know who's going to win. I don't watch a lot of soccer during the year, but I do, I will watch a lot of World Cup if I get an opportunity. And I will cheer for USA until they... Come on, Sister Serleya. I know she's rooting for Brazil, too. Who 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 are y'all rooting for? All kind of we, we you know all different people. Who are we rooting for on Thanksgiving Day? Cowboys. Cowboys. There you go. All right. Listen, we have a lot of reasons to be thankful. Whether your team wins or not, that that's we're, we're still going to be thankful, and we're going to be grateful. Listen, we're going to eat turkey and we're going to eat turkey, and then the trip to pan will kick in, and then we'll take a nap, and then we'll get up, and we're going to eat some dessert. Come on now. Anybody with me? All right. But this, thank God, thank, we're thankful for all of that, but you know what, there's people all over the world that'll do good to have one meal, a little bit of rice, a little bit of something. There'll be some that won't eat that day at all. We need to be thankful for what we have, but I want to give you five reasons looking at Psalms 103 that we have reason. If you don't have anything else to be grateful for and thankful for, you have reason for these. Number one, we're thankful for forgiveness. Is anybody glad that your sins are forgiven? The Bible declares that love covers a multitude of sins, and I committed a multitude while I was a teenager. I I, I had a multitude before I was out of elementary school. Verse 3 says, who forgives all of our sins. Thank God! One day, uh, a, a guy came in pastor's office and he was looking at his books and he picked one off and he was reading through and all of a sudden he went, Woo! Praise the Lord!" And pastor said, "What's up?" He said, "Man, I just read in this book there's a place in the sea that's over five miles deep." Pastor said, "Yeah, that's good." He said, "No, you don't understand. Amen, amen. That's where the, that's where the Lord said He put my sins, and that's so deep. At that depth, it would crush a ship." I don't have to worry about them coming back up. Can I tell you that our sins have been forgiven, washed away, Amen. thrown in his back, cast in the depths of the sea as far as the east is from the west. Amen, they are forgiven. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for that. God's grace and His mercy, amen, His good as forgiveness. It can't be bought. It can't be, it's not for sale. It's a precious gift and it's beyond the price that we were able to pay, yet He paid it. He paid the price for your sin. And the Bible declares that if we confess our sin, He is faithful to forgive. Can I get an amen? Amen. We are thankful for our redemption. Did you know that you've been redeemed? You've been bought back. You were created in the image of God. You were formed in the image of God. Breathe the Zoe life of God. And because of sin, you were separated from God. And then God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. And He gave His life. And He purchased you. And He bought you back again again. And he redeemed you from the curse of the law. And the curse of the law is death. The wages of sin is death. But thank God, I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And I no longer, amen, live under the curse. But I am free and I have eternal life. Somebody say, I'm redeemed. The London Times, they always publish all of the. Paintings that are sold. And they, they, they put in there the, uh, the price. And though they give a full detail of the painting and the price. And they judge the value by the price paid. Have you ever thought to yourself that you weren't worth very much? Has someone ever told you that you weren't worth anything? That you were worthless? Can I tell you this morning, you can judge your worth by the price paid. And he thought that you were so valuable that he gave his life... God gave His Son, and His Son Jesus gave His life. That's how precious you are, and that is your value. We don't get our value from the world. We get our value from the price paid for us. You are priceless. I love the story of an old governor of Texas, Governor Neff. He spoke to an assembled group of convicts in a penitentiary And the, he uh, began to, he gave a speech And when he finished, he said, I'm going to hang around And I'll, I'll take some questions and I'll talk Well, the meeting was over and of course there was a long line Each one came And they appealed to the governor And they told him it was a frame up It's injustice It was a judicial blunder I'm innocent. I don't belong here. And each one asked to be free. But one man stood before the governor and said, I just want to tell you, I'm guilty. I did what they sent me here for, but I believe I've paid for it. If I were freed, I would do everything I could to be a good citizen and prove myself worthy of your mercy. The governor pardoned this man. And he said to the sergeant, Quick, take this guilty man out of here immediately. We don't want this guilty one to infect all these innocent ones. That's good right there. That's good. Why? Why did he pardon him? Because he admitted his guilt. You see, when we come to God, we don't need to come to God and pointing fingers and blaming everybody else. Amen. We need to take take our guilt and say, you know what? I did it. I'm a sinner. But I confess my sin. And you know what? When we confess our sin, amen, He forgives our sin. And He redeems our life. And He gives us another chance. Is anybody thankful? David said, He lifted me out of a slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my foot on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to God. Many will see it in fear and trust. In the Lord. I'm telling you, your life can make a difference in the lives of many. Amen. But it's not when you're going to not let your light shine. Amen. You, maybe you were guilty. Maybe you failed. But you get back up and you make something out of it. And you receive His grace and receive His mercy. And you accept His forgiveness. And you take your value from the price He paid for you. And you get up and you let your light shine. And you make a difference in your world. Number three, we're thankful for healing. Verse three, at the bottom it says, who heals all our diseases. I want to declare to you today that Jesus still heals. I believe in miracles. I believe in healing. And I'm telling you, I don't care if I get sick and die from something. At my funeral, go ahead and preach, by his stripes, I am healed. I believe in healing, and I know that He does it many times down here, but if not, Amen. when you get there, you're going to be healed. There's no sickness and disease and no torment and no pain. I'm telling you, but thank God right here, amen, He paid the price for our sickness, and He will heal all your diseases. You just have to believe, amen. Many times Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. I'm telling you, there's, I don't believe there's any sickness or disease that is beyond His power. What we call incurable, what we call impossible, God calls possible. Because all things are possible to them who believe. Somebody shout, I believe. I believe. But I believe this morning that it goes way beyond that physical healing. David said, When he was declaring this, bless the Lord, oh my soul. How many times did David say to his soul, why are you disquieted within me? Why are you saddened? Why are you heartbroken? Why are you weeping bitter tears? Why? He talked about his soul and his emotion and his mind. And I'm telling you today, there's way more suffering, amen, emotionally and mentally Amen. than there is physically. There's people today that are suffering from scars that we can't see. That are hurting from words said and things done and from life. And on the outside they look well and they look like everything's fine but they're hurting within. And David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. who heals all your diseases. I'm telling you today, Jesus wants to give you inner healing. He wants to to heal the diseases of your soul. Heal the diseases of your mind. Heal the diseases of your emotions. You see, a disease eats. It, it, it starts little, and then it begins to eat and devour, and it grows. Amen. I mean, that's how bitterness and unforgiveness and, and hurt and things get. They get in our soul, and they wound us. And if we don't deal with them, they fester, and they get worse, and they worse, and they take us over. It's all we can think about. It's all we can feel. It's all we can... Jesus comes... To heal the brokenhearted, to set the captive free, to reach deep in your heart and your mind and the wounds of the past, things said and done, and the betrayals, the lies, He wants to come today and heal your broken heart. It's why so many times Jesus would ask, "Do you want to be made whole?" He didn't ask him, do, "Do you just want to be healed?" Do you want me to just take your physical? So many times Jesus dealt with the spiritual part first. He would say to them, your sins be forgiven. Let's deal with the inner. Let's deal with the spirit man. Let's deal with eternity. Then we'll get to the outside physical. I'm telling you, you can do a whole lot with outside physical if, if, if you have inner healing. But you can be completely whole on the outside, but be... Emotionally and mentally hurt and diseased, and it'll stop your whole life. But Jesus says today, do you want to be made whole, complete, restored, body, soul, and spirit, emotionally, Physically, do you want to be whole? Do you want to be the word whole means to be restored to what was originally intended? What God intends is for you to have a, a mind of, of, of pureness and wholeness and a heart that is healed and, and, and wound free. And He wants you, amen, to live a life of freedom from addiction, from things that hold you in bondage from captivity, from flesh, from lust from all the things that we get ourselves addicted and tangled up in on the inside. Jesus came to set the captive free. Is anybody thankful for that this morning? He wants to heal you body, soul, and spirit. Number four, I'm thankful for his love and his compassion. I'm thankful for that Jesus cares. He cares about you. He cares about where you're at. He cares about how you feel. He cares about what you're going through. He is touched with the feelings of your infirmities. He sees the, sees the tears you cry in secret. He sees when you're in a group like this and you put a smile on your face and people say, how are you? And you say, I'm fine. But inside you're not. And he's, He knows your inner thoughts and your feelings and he cares. Verse 4 is, said he crowns you. How many would like a crown? You see the, you know, the other countries, England, all the ones, and the queen just died, and you know, they crown a king, and we look at all that, and we think about the royals and what it'd be like to wear a crown. I'm telling you this morning, as a child of God, you wear a crown. He said he crowns you with love and compassion. Today, you wear the love of God and the compassion of God. And when you wear that crown and you experience that inner healing, amen, and that freedom, amen, then you're able to go out and crown others with love and compassion. Amen. There was a man who gave a testimony one time. He was homeless, a beggar, been on the streets for many years. He got off at the Pennsylvania Depot. He said, I got off that day as a tramp, a beggar. For a year, I had begged on those streets for a living. One day, I touched a man on the shoulder and said, Mr., please give me some money so I can have something to eat. As soon as the man turned and I saw his face, I recognized him as my father. Father, don't you know me? I asked. Throwing his arms around me, he cried, I found you. I found you. I found you. All I have is yours. He said, think of it. I, a tramp, stood begging my father for a few cents when for 18 years he had been looking for me to give me all that he was worth. Why is it that we go through life as a tramp. As a beggar. Begging for pennies and uh, the next food and meal. When we have a heavenly father that loves us. And who is searching for us to give us all that he's worth. All that heaven and earth has to offer. Is yours and mine as a child of God. But so many times Amen, I we throw that inheritance away. To live our own life. Do our own thing. Be our own man. When the Father is seeking to save us. Today, are you thankful for His love? Are you thankful for His grace? Are you thankful that He crowns you with love and compassion? He knows how you feel. And He wants to wrap His arms of love and compassion around you. And heal your broken heart. Pick you up. And make you whole again. Number 5. Isn't that enough? Don't you you already have four pretty good things to be thankful for, don't you? But verse number 5 who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I'm not a youth anymore December the 20th I'll turn 55 I got an email this week from AARP with a discounted membership rate and you know what I'm going to join I'm going to get my discounts I'm getting my free coffee at Whataburger I didn't live 55 years not to get anything I'm taking whatever they want to give me. But you know what? Sometimes I feel older than 55. No, I'm not. I just look it. But he renews my youth as the eagle. Oh, I'm thankful today, amen, that he can satisfy me, he can renew me, he can give me the desires of my heart, amen. Jesus said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled, amen. I mean, it's, it's, it's a paradox. You, you heard that song? I can't get no satisfaction. Yeah. Sometimes we want to be satisfied, but everything we get, we're not satisfied. And Listen, my wife, she makes... A chocolate sheath cake that is just amazing. And I eat a big old piece hot. I, I, I want my first piece right out of the oven. I want it hot. I want the chocolate melted. And then my next pieces. Because that first piece satisfies me, and I'm full, and I don't want any more. But it's so good. There's something about it that it doesn't take very long. All of a sudden, I want some more. And I get it, I cut a piece, and then I put it in the microwave. And I get it to where the, the chocolate gets melty again and starts running over. And I, I like my cake, my chocolate cake warm like that. Hey, that, that. That one piece satisfies for a little while, but then I want some more. I'm telling you, God is so good. He satisfies our soul with good things, but it's so good. He's so good. He's so sweet, and I just can't get enough. I just can't get quite satisfied. I just keep wanting more and more. And he said that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness would be filled. The more you hunger, the more you thirst, the more you desire, even the more God will give you. He satisfies our soul with good things. Psalms 107, 9 says He satisfies the thirsty soul and the hungry soul and He has filled them with what is good. Church, let's stop filling ourselves with things that are bad. Let's empty ourselves of the world, the flesh and all the things that are in it that doesn't satisfy. They never satisfy, but He satisfies our soul. There was a famous surgeon who was always seen on the streets and in the hospitals and he always had a beautiful flower and it always stayed so fresh. People would talk about it and wonder how he kept it so fresh and one day someone asked him and he pulled his lapel back and he showed him he had one of those little vials on the back with water in it. The stem was in it. And that's what kept it so vibrant. I'm telling you, church, our life will only remain vibrant if we stay in Him. He is the water of life. He is the satisfier of our soul. When we get disconnected, when we become ungrateful and unthankful, and we don't appreciate all the things He's done, we begin to dry up and wither, and we just get dead and ugly. And what happens with those flowers? What do we do? Throw them out. Throw them away. I want to stay beautiful, fragrant. But I can only do that when my life stays connected to the Lord. That's why David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Our life, He said He will restore and renew our youth as the wings of eagles. Eagles are known for their beauty, for their strength, for their size, for their longevity. But you also know that they go through a molting season. They go through a time that they take a break and they get in their nest and they bang and bang and they break that old beak off. Get new fresh talons, a new beak. They get a new lease on life. And they go out again, and they become a greater hunter. They soar higher. I'm telling you, with each difficulty, with each time, I'm telling you, there's sometimes, amen, you, 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 you're dull. <laughs> you're dull. You need to break that beak off so that you can get a new one. You need to, amen, sharpen your talons. Amen, you need to you, you need to get some renewed strength. You need to soar higher. Amen, you're not a buzzard. You're an eagle. Stop hanging out with the turkeys. You're an eagle. You are meant to soar. Amen. Got Charlie Brown. Like Charlie Brown. Got Snoopy. He's out on the doghouse. He's up there on top. He can smell Thanksgiving dinner. He knows everybody's getting turkey. Oh, it's going to be good today. Out comes Charlie Brown and puts his bowl down and it's full of dog food. He's so disappointed. But then in the next frame, see him looking with appreciation and he says, at least I'm not the turkey. Come on. There's so much to be thankful for. Sometimes life puts things on our plate just like mamas used to. You sit down at the table. I didn't like everything mama cooked. But I usually ate it. Yeah. And we were appreciative. Grateful we had something. But everything granny cooked was good. so grateful let's close with this, a woman wrote an article and she was telling of her family and she said that her cousin sent her a a note and an invitation come for a Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday March the 20th are we having an early Thanksgiving? she said no We're celebrating all the good tests that my husband received. He had taken a battery of tests at the hospital and he'd got good news. She said, in our family, the cousin said, we sometimes have as many as ten Thanksgivings a year. We celebrate happy events, job promotions, college degrees, good medical reports, birthdays, anniversaries etc sometimes we celebrate with a dinner party, a picnic, an outing and we always had as many family members as we can, we can round up and we just give thanks can you imagine 10 thanksgivings a year talk about mess your diet plan up but isn't that a good thing it would, wouldn't that keep us? I tell you what, why do we wait all year long to be thankful? We need to be thankful for all the little things. Can I tell you today? I'm thankful. For you. I'm thankful for your life. I'm thankful for your family. I'm thankful for your friendship. I'm thankful for your attendance in church. I'm thankful for what you mean to me and my family in this church. And I, today, if I had nothing else, I look out at this crowd today and I am blessed. And for that I say thank you. Thank you. Can you think of anything the Lord has done good over this last year for you? Have you given Him praise? Have you given Him thanks? Paul and Silas were beaten. Put in the inner prison, stocks and bonds and hands and feet. Didn't seem like they had a lot to be thankful or praise God. But the Bible says at midnight, they begin to sing praises to God. And that jail was shaken. There's something about praise and thanksgiving. And I tell you, griping and complaining has never shaken a jail. Only thanksgiving and praise can change your circumstances. Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet today. Let's be thankful. Let's stop and say, Lord, thank you for what you've done. Amen. Sometimes we have to offer a sacrifice of praise. Sometimes it's hard. Maybe you don't feel like it. But you know what? I've given you five reasons out of Psalms 103. Go home and read it again. If you don't, you say, well, what am I thankful for? Go read it. You've got a lot of things to be thankful for. And Lord, today we say thank you. We're grateful to you, your life, what you gave us for forgiveness, for redemption. Father, you've crowned us with love and and, and compassion. Lord, you redeem our life. You restore our strength. Lord, you pick us up when we're down. You accept us when everyone else rejects us. Lord, you make a way where there seems to be no way. You bless, prosper. Heal. Father, for that we say thank you. Father, for those that are standing today believing, Lord, I'm I'm looking for it. I want to be healed. I want to be healed physically. I want to be healed emotionally. I want to have a crown of joy and righteousness. I want to have compassion. I want to be redeemed. I want to be forgiven. If you're here in this building today, if you're watching me online, and you say, Pastor, I I, I didn't know I had so much to be thankful for. I didn't know that Jesus did all of that for me. He did because He loves you, because you're special. He gave life to redeem your life. Today, you can say thank you by giving Him what He wants most of all, and that is you, your heart your life. If you're here today in this building, you're watching online and you say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to confess my sins. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be redeemed. I want to be crowned Amen, with righteousness and love and compassion. I want to be picked up and lifted up. I want to be healed today. Come on, pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and giving your life for me. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. And you promised to forgive me. Crown my life with love and compassion. Heal my body. Heal my mind. Heal my emotions. Heal my broken heart. Jesus, today, I'm thankful for all that you've done and for who you are. Today I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And I'll never be the same. And for that I say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap of praise today. Pastor Marcelo, if you'll come, and he's going to pray and bless us, have a wonderful, happy, blessed Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next Sunday morning. If, if you want to be baptized, please let me know as you're going out the door, and we'll make those rains. That'll be, it'll be a wonderful service next Sunday morning.
1: We love you. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. Amen. Well, from here we don't see... Let's see. Yeah, we can see everybody. So because the lights was off, I was looking for Brother George. He is there. Yes, yes. Amen. Well, let's go home. Let's uh, just uh, when you pray on your table, remember those who doesn't have what we have. And remember that uh, countries uh, like mine, and I was remembered as Nathan's age, and sometimes we have to go and see another kids in the dumpsters looking for apples to eat. And today I remember that I say, "Lord, thank you, thank you about the apples, but I thank you what I have today." And uh, let's be thankful. Thank you, Pastor, for the wonderful word. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lifted up his countenance and upon you and give you peace. Lord, thank you. Thank you for give us life. Lord, and I thank for our church family. Let them have a good day. Lord, in a good week, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.